Hey everyone, welcome back. Before we get into the stories, I just have to mention as always, if you have your own story that you'd like to share, you can send it at southerncannibal.com. I hope you enjoy the following stories, and without further ado, let's get into it. And remember, to always stay hungry. I'm choosing the real names of the locations in my story so that if anyone wants to see a roadmap of the scenario, they can. A few years ago in 2019, when I was 25 years old, I was living in an apartment in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Every weekend, I would visit my parents and my friends all back home in Jefferson. This night, I was hanging out with one of my friends and decided to head back to Milwaukee, seeing it was almost midnight and I wanted to get back before I got too tired. As I was driving there, there was some really bad fog by the time I got to Johnson Creek, and I was too worried about taking the interstate back to Milwaukee, but I also didn't want to head back, as I could barely see a full-length car in front of me. So I decided to go to the 24-hour truck stop diner called Pinecone. I figured I would eat slowly, play on my phone, and wait until the fog got better. Pulling up at the place was pretty empty, aside from the trucks parked in the semi-area and the few employee cars parked out back. Because of this, I was able to pull in right up to the building next to the disabled parking by the door. This I now figure is one of the main reasons I'm still here. Everything was pretty normal inside. I got my food, played with my phone, and I tried not to fall asleep. I took occasional glances outside to check on the fog. It stayed pretty thick the whole night. A few customers came and went, mostly truckers just getting a meal before sleeping in their semis. Otherwise, nothing of note really happened. It got to about 4am when I couldn't really handle staying awake. I decided to make my way back to Jefferson to my parents' house to sleep until the fog lightened up. Because I was so tired, I didn't notice other people because my focus was to get to my car so that I could leave. I quickly made my way to my car, which was close to the doors. I was sitting in my car, and I had already turned it on, when a lady started knocking in my window. I rolled down the window a crack and prepared to use my usual line of, sorry, I don't have any extra cash on me, because I assumed she was going to ask me for change or something. Instead, she said she needed my help. She then told me a story about how her and her husband were driving for a while, and a white van kept following them. That they pulled into the parking lot of Pinecone, and the van was still following. She said that she was scared to walk back to her car because the van was right next to it, and she wanted me to walk with her. Before I go into the shadiness of her story, or my current mental state, let me talk about her appearance. She was a thin woman, apart from being very visibly pregnant. Also, when she was telling me her story, she didn't even sound frightened. It sounded almost void of emotion. That, along with her wide eyes staring me down, was really freaky. Now, one thing to know about me. When I'm really tired, I can be very blunt and stubborn, which I suppose is the second reason I'm still here. Her story didn't add up. Number one, 
Where was her husband? Number two, why did she get out of her car if there was a van following her? Number three, what did she expect me, a 5'2", 25-year-old girl, to do to help? Number four, honestly, I was just too tired to think of the obvious, but why not call the police? My response to her was, no, I'm not getting out of this car. You want help? Go get your husband or the employees here to help, because I'm not going to. She literally just stared at me for like a solid 15 seconds before saying okay and then walking away into the parking lot. I pulled out and I made my way home. No one followed me, thankfully. My parents were awake because before I went out to my car, I then messaged them that I was coming back to the house. My parents have a really hard time sleeping if they don't know I'm safe. Being that I was unable to get to Milwaukee due to the roads, they were already up. I then told them the whole story. I figured that Pinecone can easily be a hub for trafficking due to it being open 24 hours and right off the interstate. The windows for the area I was seated in were very large and illuminated, so they could have been scoping me out for a while. Due to all the fog and lack of lighting outside, I don't think I would have noticed them. They were probably hoping I was parked in the main parking area so that the lady could have gotten me halfway to the car. I was very lucky that night. I eventually made my way back to my apartment in Milwaukee, but I will never go back to Pinecone alone at night ever again. This is how I was almost kidnapped at 14 years old. For some background, I live in a small neighborhood that is pretty notorious for its crime rate. It was me and another girl who I'll refer to as A. Me and A were walking down an alleyway that would lead us to a street near our homes. It was long and it had a field on one side and gardens on the other. A man stood in the field watching us walk past and he just stared at us. He didn't move nor did he blink. Once we were by the exit, he charged at us. Me and A then started hiding. Yeah, I know this was stupid, but he was a lot faster than us, and the exit was another minute or two away. He didn't see us hide, and as he ran, he was looking around, very confused as to where we went. He left the alleyway, and he slowed his pace. Me and A decided to wait just a few minutes before leaving our spot. Once we got out, we noticed a blue Ford with no license plate. The windows were all duct taped, apart from the front one, and the back doors were slightly open. We thought this was suspicious, but we carried on walking. Well, someone in the car noticed us, and they then opened the doors even more. The car then reversed towards us at full speed, with the door still opening. Me and A started screaming and running, going to the nearest garden, banging on someone's door. The car then quickly sped off, making a screeching sound. The person at the house never answered the door, so me and A then ran to my house. We eventually made it to my house, and I ended up vomiting from the nerves, and I couldn't stop shaking. I just know the person in the car was the same man from that field. I just know it. I never went down that same alleyway ever again. And now every time I see a small beat up car, I always get shivers 
just thinking about what could have happened to us. Whenever I go alone, I always look over my shoulder. I'm a 22-year-old female, by the way. This happened about 10 or 11 years ago. I live in Ohio, and in our town, sex trafficking is huge. Anyways, when I was around 11 years old, I was at my grandma's house with my two younger brothers. At the time, my youngest brother was one, and my other brother was nine. My nine-year-old brother and I used to ride our bikes all around town in different neighborhoods. Whenever my grandma watched us, she always made sure that we checked in every once in a while. Bless her heart, but she still isn't that great at babysitting, because we mainly just did whatever we wanted, and we never did ask or tell her where we went or what we were doing. Anyways, my brother and I were about a mile away in the parking lot near the neighborhood my grandma lived in. We used to pretend that we were driving cars, and then park in the parking spaces. We noticed a green van, and the guy inside of it waved to us. Not too long after that, we shortly left to go check in and go grab a snack at my grandma's. Well, after the latest check-in, I was ready to get back on my bike and ride, but my brother didn't want to go back out, so I decided to go on my own and go solo. I rode past the parking lot again, and that van was still there. I took note of it, but I continued on. It started getting dark now, and I was starting to get hungry for dinner, so I started making my way back to my grandma's house. When I rode past the same parking lot, and I saw the same green van from before still in the parking lot. I thought it was strange, but kept on. A few moments later, I had heard a car coming up behind me, and decided to move closer to the grass so that I didn't get hit. I noticed the green van coming up from behind me, and when I noticed him, he then began honking at me. I thought that since he was honking, he wanted me to get out of the way, so I pulled him to a four-way stop, and I then stopped so that he could go on. He then stopped, and he motioned for me to come to his vehicle, and I became physically sick from that. Now, my father's a police officer, and at the time, I knew all the warnings of kidnappers and human traffickers. I immediately started riding my bike so hard, and I took different back roads because I didn't want him to know where I was going home to. I was always told to pull into the driveway if someone's following you, because nine times out of ten, they'll stop following you. I was almost in my grandmother's house, but because of the fear of him catching me, I then pulled into a driveway just a street over, and I tried to get off my bike because I wanted to knock on the door. This guy then pulls into the driveway and parked it, and he went to open the door. I stayed on my bike, and I drove through the yard into the backyard of this house, got back on the road, and I then booked it to my grandparents' house. I was almost there, and he was trailing behind me again. I finally pulled into my grandma's driveway, flung my bike off me, and I ran to the front door, and I then watched through the screen door as he pulled in, backed out, and then turned around. He then went by the house three or four times before I didn't see him again. For whatever reason that I can't really remember, I never did tell my grandma or grandpa about it. I just went inside and ate dinner, and I sat in the room, thinking about all the weird possibilities of what could have happened. 
So it's now the next day, and my brothers and I were playing with chalk on the driveway. When I then heard honking, I look up, and it's the same green creepy van from before. The guy went by the house multiple times until I finally made my younger brothers go inside with me and would just watch TV for the rest of the day. Thankfully, nothing else ever happened after that. I'm going to be 23 coming this Saturday, and I'm now married with a baby of my own. And because of the several traumas that I've gone through myself, I'm 100% going to be a helicopter mom. I thank God all the time for protecting me to this day. I'm really glad I got away unscathed. This happened in 2000 to 2001. I was about 19 or 20. I lived in a large apartment complex with my dad and brother. My mom lived in the complex with a roommate, but on the opposite end of this complex. Her apartment was near a 10 minute walk. One night my mom decided to do her laundry really late at about 11.30 to 12.30 in the evening. She was at her nearest laundry room all alone and she called me to come keep her company so that she wouldn't be alone at night. I agreed, and I walked across the apartment complex to go hang out with her. I didn't realize how cold it was until I was sitting with her for a few minutes and decided to walk back home to grab a hoodie. On my way back home to my apartment, I noticed a figure walking and keeping pace to me on the opposite side of the gated pool that was to the right of me along the path that I was on. I couldn't necessarily decipher features or the clothing. It was just a figure walking. Like I said, he or she was on the opposite side of the gated pool, so they must have been about 20 to 30 feet away from me. Now, I know enough to be aware of my surroundings at all times, so I made sure to keep an eye on them, but at the same time, I just figured it was someone walking home to their apartment nearby, or maybe they were leaving. It's a large apartment complex, and although late at night, it's not uncommon for people to be out walking or coming or going, so I wasn't too worried about them. However, again, I was staying aware. After we passed the pool, the path connected, and I saw the figure had turned to their left, and they began walking towards me. This alerted me, and I was still keeping track of them and I noticed the shape resembled about an average-sized man. I still couldn't see features on their face, but the body build resembled about an average height slash build of a man. I started walking faster, as they were going to be behind me very soon. I get to a split in the path, and I turned right. At this point, I've probably been walking for about six to eight minutes, and I was now very close to home. My apartment was only two units away. I looked behind me, and the figure was still behind me. They turned right as well, and they were getting closer now. I get to my apartment, and I'm now jogging at this point. I get to my door, and even though they turned right behind me, they didn't pass my apartment door. They either walked another direction, or vanished, or maybe they just got home. At least, that's what I was trying to convince myself. My heart was pounding, but I was still trying to convince myself that it was just another resident walking home or maybe they were going to work or something. I then immediately asked my brother to go look outside and see if he saw anyone. I quit.
quickly filled him in on the person that I felt may have been following me. So he went outside for a minute, came back in, and he said he didn't see anyone. That was a huge relief for me. I convinced myself that it was just another resident out late like me. I should have asked my brother to also walk me back to the laundry room, because as soon as I reached that same pool halfway through my walk, I saw the same dark figure appear on the opposite side of the gated pool yet again, and I couldn't believe it. All these thoughts were racing in my head. Is it the same person? Or is it someone else? Am I being followed, or am I just being paranoid? My heart was racing. I didn't allow myself to reach the end of the pool and have our walkway paths meet again. I took off to the right off the path behind some apartment units to try to get to my mom at the laundry room faster. I'm jogging behind these buildings and cutting through some trees and shrubbery. I may become my walk by about two to three minutes and I see another walking path and get back on it. I'm right behind a building and I see another fork in the sidewalk path and as soon as I turn right on the same path, it's them. It happened quickly, but all I saw was a tall dark figure in dark clothing, still no face or features, and I start running. I knew then for sure without a doubt that I was being followed. I quickly look behind me, and I see them running as well. Thankfully, I was able to see the laundry room that my mom was at, and I started screaming for her. She walked right out, and right before I got to her, the dark figure was only about five feet behind me. He then shoulder-checked me, which knocked me to the ground, and he then ran right past me, then disappearing into the darkness. I told my mom everything that happened, and we called my brother to come stay with us. My mom finished her laundry, and we walked back to her apartment, which was nearby. Then we walked back home together. This was one of the most terrifying nights of my life. I really can't imagine what could have happened to me if I wasn't so aware of my surroundings or if I wasn't so paranoid of this man, but I'm really glad I was. I didn't have a good feeling about them from the start. Also, this was a very large, nice gated apartment complex in Orange County, California, which was usually very safe. I lived there twice in my life over a span of about five or six years, and I never once heard of anyone ever being attacked, followed, or kidnapped there. But I'm really glad I'm okay. This is about the time that I was almost kidnapped as a young child. It's something that not many people in my life know about, but I would really like to get it off my chest. This happened when I was in the third grade, so I was eight years old at the time. Back when I was in elementary school, I often rode the bus home, but occasionally, I would be allowed to walk to the local high school with my best friend at the time. This is because her mom was a teacher there. We'll call her A to respect her privacy. However, this one afternoon, I was supposed to be picked up by my mom, but had forgotten and I thought it was a day when I could walk to the high school instead. And that's what I did. About a mile away from the high school, we had passed this one corner that had a bunch of apartments all clustered together, and as we were rounding it to cross the street, two older guys came out of seemingly nowhere and grabbed each of us. They grabbed us from around the middle in a tight hold. 
Whenever I remember that moment of what I was feeling, it was adrenaline and fear. Because I knew from safety school videos that you should never let yourself be taken to a secondary location. Unfortunately for us, screaming for help wouldn't have worked because both perps put their hands around our mouths and the street was deserted. But as I looked at my friend, whose face was also frightened and terrified, something in me just clicked. I don't remember much, but I remember having just watched Miss Congeniality the night before, and I recall the scene when Sandra Bullock performed the scene on stage. A defensive strategy. And so, after biting my captor's hand, I shoved him really hard with my bag in the stomach, stomped on his foot, before then hitting him in the crotch with my elbow, before running toward my friend, who was a couple of feet away in front of me. The reason why I was able to grab a hold of her looking back was because her captor was distracted by the pain that I'd just put mine through. So when I pulled her hand hard, he let go. Once she was free from her captor, the two of us ran as fast as our little legs could go. We went towards the high school, and when we were finally sure that we weren't still being followed, we stopped to catch our breaths. Later on, after getting to the high school, we told A's mom about what had occurred, because once the adrenaline wore off, I was really frightened that I had almost been taken. The cops would have been called, but neither of us remembered much of what the perps looked like due to everything that happened all at once. However, I do remember that A was taken out of public school the very next week, and well, our friendship faded in time because of that. I still often think about that incident, and I wonder what would have happened to A if I hadn't have been there in that afternoon. So yeah, to those guys who almost kidnapped us, I really hope you never tried that with any other children, you sick psychopaths. <laughs> 